Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest the world of mixed martial arts and join us live on spotify green room after every big event see you then love yous Mwah. this episode is brought to you by ebay motors with over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond ebay motors levels your baby up to its peak performance and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Dave. What would you rather suffer? Would you mm -hmm. rather suffer a, concert a double concerto in the middle of the ring? Double concerto, okay. Or... or would you rather be duct taped to the ropes and watch your best friends get the shit beat out of them? Mm. You ever peel duct tape off your skin? It don't feel good at all. <laughs> <laughs> the bad part of that is supposed to be watching your friends get beat up, not the duct tape. Oh, pull right, off the thing. friends. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm hairy, so it'll. It's really <laughs> uncomfortable. So I hope I know my friends will be fine. But yes, I think I'd go with the duct tape. <laughs> That's nuts. Uh, let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the listening. And you're listening. You're listening to you are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We got a lot good. of stuff to cover this week. We got uh, a lot. A WrestleMania card that is increasingly taping sh taking shape. We got uh, an AEW pay-per-view on Sunday night that we're going to preview. But let's start off the show by talking about the biggest news to come out of AEW last night. Oh, um, yeah. Which was that Mr. Tony Khan has purchased Ring of Honor Wrestling. Now, it seemed like he was pretty deliberate, pretty clear in stating that he is the owner of Ring of Honor. Not AEW is the owner of Ring of Honor or anything like that. Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Um, you know, for, for, a, for any company, any media company like this, the, the, the owning a bigger tape library than you had yesterday is worth a ton of money, right? Um, in this day and age, especially, but it's also sort of a real deliberate move to own the history of a certain kind of pro wrestling, right? They sort of stake their claim in the old NWA style, but what 
AEW really is, is timeline of pro wrestling outside of WWE since ROH what, planned early this flag, 2000s? really. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I I see that, and that's, a, that's it's incredible news. I'm I'm happy for. I don't know what this necessarily means for the Ring of Honor talent, but I hope it, it does mean that you know there'll be another TV deal coming as well. And I know the tape library is is extremely important because of streaming rights and just thinking of you know Warner Media and HBO Max and like mm-hmm. all these other things where I'm saying, oh, okay, like I see the long play here. Eventually, we'll be able to watch like, you know, the best of AEW or like what what we first knew as like the WWE Network on HBO Max, but for, you know, AEW Ring of Honor. And if that's the long play, which I wouldn't assume why it wouldn't be, yeah. that's really, really cool. Um, it is. It is super cool. I mean, and also, I mean, not for nothing, they get to own, I mean, they, they get to lay claim to all in. Right, which was not just the ta- the video of the show, which is worth a lot to AEW, but they could bring back all in as a as a pay- I mean, a pay per view. Which all- it always felt a little bit odd that they were like publicizing all out, which is a reference <laughs> to a thing that they can't really reference, right? Or they can, right. I mean, but they don't own. Um, so who knows? Maybe all in's their new WrestleMania. I-, I do think that it's, um, yeah, I do think there's a lot of long play stuff here, and I. And I think the talent, I'm not sure there's a lot of talent that's, that's. I don't think any talent necessarily is attached to this deal. And I'm kind of, I kind of assume that uh, maybe I don't, I don't know the, the details, but I assumed that that was sort of part of the idea why Ring of Honor was going to let every, all the talent contract expire um, when they announced that last fall, because if there was anybody interested in purchasing the library, the assets, whatever, that wouldn't have to be an issue. Um and the, I mean, the talent, I mean, the long-term talent there is going to, I mean, could be huge assets to AEW. I think that's sort of true with or without the the, the purchase of Ring of Honor. Um, although there has been some interesting sort of, like, you know, there's been the whole like FTR versus the Briscoes chatter on Twitter. And it kind of yeah. seems like, I don't know if this yeah. was a news story or just sort of an observation that somebody had, but it seems like the chatter, it seems like the like both sides are sort of backing off when they came to the realization that nobody's going to take the loss in that match. You know, <laughs> like both of them really do think they're the best and they deserve mm. to win. So mm. we'll see. But people are already chattering about a ring of honor invasion, which if there's one thing we've learned from pro wrestling history, it's that invasion angles are the best idea possible. And it'll Love definitely, em. definitely go Love off em. without a hitch. Every time. No, I do think that, <laughs> I mean, you do see Tony Khan sort of taking the unspoken or even non-existent challenge that like WWE's failures have laid down, you know, and trying to like show that he could make something work. It wouldn't shock me if he did a Ring of Honor invasion just to prove that he could do he could have done WCW versus WWE better, WWF better, <laughs> but um but it does sort of you know, for a guy that's obviously very deliberate about long-term planning and storytelling, I'm not sure that you just like put everything on hold or just tear up all the scripts just to do a sort of flash in the pan game. Because here's the thing, if you do an invasion gimmick, right? Right. That's the only angle that you're, that's the only story you're telling until it's over, right? For the because, whole show, right. So, it's, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's also, I hesitate to say it out loud, there are also some people out there theorizing Mm-mm-mm. This is what I was thinking. Okay, go that ahead. If there's a le- that if there is a Ring of Honor invasion, that the leader might be former Ring of Honor legend or <laughs> former Ring of Honor standout, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, who 
recently uh, announced his departure from AEW. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I now- maintain that, well, I can tell you with 100% certainty that, that people inside WWE are, uh, have told me that they're in negotiations with Cody Rhodes. Now, this could all be a, to- you know, a total misdirect, whatever. And I do, and even besides that, I still maintain that the one, you know, there's a couple of lines you just don't cross in pro wrestling in 2022. One is, you know, you don't have like CTE storylines. And the other one is you don't like bullshit press releases, right? Oh, I don't know, man. Brian Anderson, our guest but, last week said how much he loves Cody lying. Rhodes' line. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, but if there is anybody, if there's any media exec that has the willpower, the 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 creativity, and frankly, like the pull to BS a press release that could actually affect, you know, a company's at their, you know, the, the 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 broadcast partners advertising or something like that. It's Tony Khan, you know. So I mean, I, uh, part of me wants to believe that I that I'm getting worked. You know, is there anything better than totally getting worked in this day and age? It's so uh, but here's hard. the thing: I don't know. It's I don't know if we're really getting worked. I don't know if we really got lied to. You know, like there's been no. Official confirmation. I mean, listen. All right, let's put it like this. Say everything is on the level, right? Say everything that's been put out there about Cody, AEW, WWE is legitimate. If what you're hearing is it was a money thing to Cody, meanwhile, you know, if I'm negotiating with you, while I know you're about to buy out the Ring of Honor library, which I'm pretty sure... It's a pretty expensive pay, you know. Um, I would either A, feel some type of way about it and really want to leave and go to another company and go to the rival, or B, I better be in on this somehow, you know. Um, So I don't know, man. Like, I listened to what McAfee said the other day about Cody, and I'm like, all right, like, that that doesn't sound like some... I mean, and again, McAfee is McAfee, so he could probably do whatever he wants on the show, but it didn't sound like somebody... Who was jazzed that Cody Rhodes was coming to the company, right? Coming to WWE. And also, there is a. It it would make storyline sense because they never really lied. And if they continue to believe that, you know, Ring of Honor is, you know, going to be this separate entity that continues on. Because, like you said, if you don't do an invasion angle, if you do an invasion angle, that's the only story you could tell. But if it's Tony Khan owning this company, not AEW owning this company, we weren't really lied to, you know? Like, just because one person is leaving AEW doesn't necessarily mean Tony Khan can't do business with that person for something else, you know? And it, the more I think about it, the more sense it really makes to me. Like, what, what bigger way to truly stick it to your competition and truly stick it to them then kind of hold them at the at the at the uh, at the at the altar mm-hmm. at their biggest event <laughs> and then at the last minute be oh, like, like leave them leave them at the altar yeah like leave them hanging on some like hey man this is going to be our one of our big gets wrestlemania like and, and let's let's put it like this right if cody was going to wrestlemania i don't think he's he's not the biggest attraction there it's a good get for WWE, but he, he immediately goes on a specific totem pole. 
the more I think about this Ring of Honor thing, the more it just makes sense to me that he's somehow involved. Somehow. It just... Why would you spend that much money <laughs> on a tape library that features heavily somebody you just let go over mu- over well, what's being okay. reported as as money issue? It just doesn't make sense to me. So the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm just like, damn, maybe well, this is okay. what it is. Yeah. If Cody, well, I mean, let's not let's not let's not act like Cody Rhodes is that much a part of Ring of Honor history. I mean, if you wanted to have a Ring of Honor faction, he would not be in the top ten. Of and course, frankly, and, but- he, and and frankly. Tony Khan already employs most of the top 10, right? It's CM Punk, Brian Danielson, uh, Jay Lethal. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a bunch of dudes who are already there. Yeah, of course, like Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, uh, Adam Cole of the sort of new generation. The Young Bucks were were as just as significant as Cody Rhodes was, but um, I guess they're probably more AEW. And then look at the free agency list out there. Samoa Joe, uh, Cesaro, Cesaro, who I guess we should talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, and of course, I mean, who knows if Chris Hero is going to ever talks about coming back. A lot of political shit apparently involved in that one. But um, Cesaro, huh? Let's just do the straight pivot. Cesaro is a free agent. He quietly let his contract expire. Now, it's it, it sounds a lot like a couple of the ones that we've heard in recent years where they're kind of negotiating good faith and they went past the date. They went past the deadline date, right? But it's like, What's the big deal, right? I mean, if they they might they might just sign a new deal or whatever. Cesaro apparently is a new father. Congratulations to him, and may you know appreciate the kind of stability that he can get in WWE. You know, his wife's a trainer. Cesaro will probably be the best trainer in the world when he decides to retire. You know, I mean, he's there's a lot of potential there. Now, the flip side is, if there's a Ring of Honor storyline to be told, Cesaro would be huge for it. I mean, Cesaro would kind of be like like the best possible version of Booker T in the invasion storyline <laughs> where it's like Cesaro is not actually, I mean, like, it, I mean, and, and listen, they could put Brian Danielson in that state. They could do all kinds of stuff, but you put Cesaro over there and he's a much bigger star than he was in ring of honor. Right. So, he, but so his, so his profile is outside. So you could position him in theory as like the main dude in this company, you know, and, and, and or in this new faction or this new whatever you want to say, and and mm-hmm. it would be it would feel legit, you know. And he's got the whole like he like if he's in Ring of Honor, it's a double underdog situation, right? He's like WWE didn't know how to use me, Tony Khan didn't want me. Now I'm in Ring of Honor, and I'm going to prove all you wrong, like whatever. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of stories you could tell pretty easily, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the Cody it's- thing to me is. I guess I guess it's just it's just a, it's be such a big maybe such a big buy-in. I mean, to, okay, how about this? If I no. were to if I if I were Tony Khan, and I were going to pay thirty plus million dollars for the rights <laughs> to something, and by the way, a lot of people are pointing out that what, Vince bought WCW for four million or something like that, right? And and this is a thirty to four, people are saying reporting possibly 30 to 40 million dollar deal well okay yeah i don't know Kaz, how much i Kaz, believe that Kaz is wagging his hand <laughs> yeah. uh in, in in disbelief here's the thing tape libraries were not like a going concern in 2001 right i mean right. it was cool for wwe to have it great good, smart of them to be snapping all those other libraries up when they did because now 
it's just worth so much more to have all this material that you can throw on. I mean, if they put all this stuff on HBO Max, that's a huge get for HBO Max. That's something that they would pay someone outside a ton of money for. So it's it's worth it in some, you know, it, it's it's much more valuable than it used to be. Also, if this is if this is a storyline that Tony Khan wants to tell, slash, if Tony Khan is a is this diehard a wrestling fan. I mean, he might have been bidding against himself to a certain extent. Also, because Sinclair has done, I'm not saying, WWE, you know, I think sniffed around it or, you know, people waved the 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 aroma in WWE's direction. Didn't seem like there was a lot of traction there. So I don't know if there was a lot of counter offers going on. Right. But Sinclair is like, you know, playing chicken here. They for, they, they're, they're just like, they, they set themselves up for success in this negotiation because they're just like, We're, we could have sold this at any point over the past 15 years. And made a profit, but what we want is programming for our channels, and that's kind of worth more to us as like an anchor show than like whatever you would give us. And so you're really bidding against yourself. You are. You're bidding against this kind of vague concept of eternal profitability. It doesn't shock me that he paid a lot of money. Thirty to forty million dollars is a shit ton of money, though. It's a lot of money. But, it may not be much to him, but <laughs> especially yeah, well, the fan okay. that he is, you know. Yes, but the point I wanted to make was this. If I had 30, let's just say $30 million burned a hole in my pocket, and I had this idea, the reason I'm going to spend it is to have an invasion angle with Cody Rhodes at the lead, I think I probably would have called Billy Corrigan and offered him $30 million for the NWA. I just think that makes <laughs> more sense and has more currency than Cody Rhodes leading a Ring of Honor faction. Now... Maybe you can do both. Maybe you can have Brian Danielson or CM Punk or Samoa Joe or whoever running a Ring of Honor faction and all of a sudden Cody Rhodes shows up as like the ECW of the group with the NWA, yeah. you know, Matt Cardona is the, is he's the <laughs> champ and, and just get a bunch of dudes to, you know, look good with bleached hair and sequin robes and, you know, you could have a whole thing. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think there's, I mean, listen, I don't, I'm not sure that buying Ring of Honor is like as big a deal as it's going to seem like as big a deal in a week or six months as it felt when Tony Khan said it on the show. But man, I love that Tony Khan is doing stuff that's making us have these conversations. Like what yeah. if, what if, what if? And usually, I mean, there's usually a pretty good payoff for him. Yeah, I think, uh, and we say this about AEW all the time on the show. I think um, they have done, well, they've earned the right to be given the benefit of the doubt of what they're going to do. Yes. Right? Like, they've done a really good job of paying off things that you invest your time into. So, I don't think, you know, as much as the tape library uh, for an eventual streaming service is vitally important and probably, you know, extremely profitable for what the long-term health of AEW is, I do think that I do think creatively there has to be something where there's either an invasion or he's legitimately starting to run that company as a separate entity. I, I, I think of these invasion angles and the reason why a lot of times they are hot for a minute and then they cool off really quickly is because they seem almost too short-sighted. And, and in the times that we've seen it happen there never was really any long-term plans for the properties. Um, I believe that Ring of Honor has enough history to pull off, be continuing to be a separate entity. I think they have enough talent 
continue being a separate entity and now being, you know, in some ways connected to AEW, now it gives it another juice, gives it more life, gives it sort of the same life that Impact got off of that AEW sort of partnership for a year. Mm-hmm. And depending on where you, you know, sit on, you know, whether what side of the fence you sit on when it comes to the, uh, you know, the AEW Impact relationship, just the ability for that what if that we talk about as far as like folks showing up, guys like Kenny Omega showing up, you know, all that type of stuff. Like there is opportunity there to continue to grow creatively when it comes to building your product. Um, what's the, What separates AEW and WWE is many things, but the biggest thing that separates them is history and longevity. And in, in many ways, they just bought that for themselves, right? Yeah. Like now you can tell stories from 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, that you couldn't really do. I mean, you could have, but you'd be doing a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge to, you know, folks that are super diehard fans. Not to say that's not what their crowd is. Their crowd is full of super diehard fans. But I do believe that AEW's lack of history um, is something that could could have been a hindrance and now isn't necessarily a hindrance anymore. I do believe, though, eventually they got to either get some more creative minds over there to kind of make this work. And I, I don't think like the current... I don't think the current model of how they do business, not do business, but how they create storylines is completely sustainable for that much wrestling going on. Not saying you need a million writers in there, not saying you need, you know, a a whole overhaul of your product. But I do believe that they need to reach out to some folks and, you know, make sure that this is done right. You know, whether they're Ring of Honor lifers or... You know, I'm, I'm some of the people that were working at the company uh, at the time that they they were let go. You know, I don't know if they're going to be brought on in some way, shape, or form. But I do think that you know, with that amount of history that you just purchased, you got to do right by it somehow. And again, I believe AEW has has earned the right for us to be like, let's wait this out and see where they yeah, take it. I, I I totally agree. Uh, I think that the creative you know bandwidth issue. Will eventually become an issue with or without Ring of Honor, um, because you know there's only so much one person can do. You know yeah. you don't want. Yeah, I mean it's it's just, it's too much. I mean it's too, it's at some point it's too much for even somebody who's just you know a walking wrestling computer. Um, and and I think everybody, I think Tony Khan is smart enough to realize that. But anyway, it'll be it, it'll be it'll be super cool to see what they do. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Should be fun. We got. Su- we got Supercard of Honor uh, coming up soon, and it looks like there's some there's some sort of empty spots on that. My guess is there's going to be some some AEW talent filling up that upcoming Ring of Honor show. Seems like a safe guess. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, 
you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms, all rights reserved. We got a couple of other big shows coming up, though. I got to get it. We got to have a, a sound drop for when I do a really good segue where you just like point it out. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit of WrestleMania before we get to Revolution. Um, we still got... So let's run through the card because we have some very interesting developments on Raw this past week. This sort of, you know, solidified some stuff. Okay, let's go. Yeah, Brock versus Roman. Actually, we I want to talk about the sort of stipulation situation for this one. Um, there was all this talk, including by Paul Heyman when he was on our podcast, that this, you know, that, that they were angling for a title versus title match or a title unification match. When we talk about it, we don't really make much of a distinction, right? It's sort of like the difference between like a no DQ match and a no holds barred match or whatever. It's like, it's kind of the same thing. Although it sort of became, a, started becoming a possibility when people were like, well, we still need two titles. We got two shows unless we're going to do a, get rid of the, unless we're going to get rid of the, you know, the split, then we kind of still need two belts. So everyone's saying, so are we going to do title versus title and not unify them? This is just like a blood and gut, like a championship, like, see who's the better man situation. Well, those fears were briefly dispelled when they actually started just referring to it as a title unification match. After that, I believe through Meltzer though, it's come out, there are rumors that even if they unify the titles, there will still be the need to have a title on, they're still gonna keep the brand split and they're still gonna have a title on the other show. Right. So we're going to do, is it possible that we're going to do the WWE tried and true method of we're going to unify the WWE title and the universal title, call it the super universal title or something, and then the next night on on Raw or SmackDown, I mean, who, like, let's just say that like Roman wins. The next night on Raw, they're going to debut the the Galactic Championship <laughs> belt and start a tournament for it? Like, is that really... The kind of thing we're looking at here? I mean, I, 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 I would hope not. I would hope that a title unification means that we just get the winner on both shows and uh, you just defend both titles. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if there would be there was another you know title that was unveiled by WWE. Um, I, I don't think it would make much sense, to be quite honest. Um, I don't know, man. I do miss like you know uh, uh, an ultimate champion in WWE. Like yep. I do miss the the moment of having like you know just one person be like at the very very top, and not just you know depending on who it is you know who that top guy is right. Like so, um, 
Yeah, well, Ker- okay, Kerm is saying Kerm is in here saying bring back the spinner belt. They're actually having people out here <laughs> making people have been people have been hypothesizing that they're going to bring back the the the, t- the the ten pounds of gold or the winged eagle belt just to you know to have some sort of variation. We'll see. WWE has done a pretty pretty serious bring job. Bring back the winged, winged eagle would be kind of smooth, kind of sweet. Yeah, but they've lie. done a, they've done a pretty serious job of having the current belt look be the one that, you know, NBA players are holding up in the parades and you can I was read, about to say, yeah, and you can read wise, the logo. You can, if, if the dude has it on the float, you can still read the logo from your couch at home. That's what makes it different than the winged eagle belt, right? Oh, yeah. As silly as it is, any belt that's come before, really. Um, oh, yeah. So, as soon as somebody wins the Super Bowl, the next logo you see is a giant diamond-encrusted WWE over a winner's shoulder. You mm-hmm. can't pay for that sort of marketing and branding. So as much as us wrestling enthusiasts love big gold and the the winged eagle, like at the end of the day, the championship is an advertising tool. Frankly, <laughs> you know? I mean, and listen, and I love the idea of one champion too. You do, I mean, listen, I don't think you can do personally, if you're going to have one champ, I, I feel like you got to tear down the brand split altogether because I don't like this thing where the champ just is on one show or the other, but everybody else has got to stay static. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's just, the brand split is good in so much as it forces you to use more talent and to be more creative in your storytelling, right? Right, right. But in a perfect world, it's like the, it's like the, um, what's the, what's the rule that you can't trade two draft picks around the NBA? Who's that? The stepping rule, right? Is that what it's named after? But whatever. It's like, it's, it's like, a, it's a rule that is there to protect people from themselves, be right? Because right. if there's no brand split, then Monday Night Raw and SmackDown are going to be populated about 75% by Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and Becky Lynch. Like, that's going to be, like, the entire show. I mean, I mean sorry, Brock Lesnar, honest, Roman, Roman Reigns, and Becky Lynch. It's like, it just, you you just are, you feel like it, that's, we've seen that in the past. You know, if they if they when they open it up, it's just a lot of the tried and true, the biggest stars, whatever. By the way, I don't know. It kind of feels like with the amount of talent that's been let go over the past year, maybe that's not the worst idea. Like maybe just like having one roster on every show and just like you just put on your best show every time you go out isn't the worst idea. Now, granted, I'm not Fox. I'm not USA. I'm not sure if that's what they really want. But, um, you know. It's so easy, right? How many times do we like kind of like hypothesize what we think is going to happen after these big matches? And the answer is so easy and so simple and it doesn't happen. Like in a mm-hmm. perfect world, I feel like the winner, whether it's Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, defends the title on any show. Like they're already on any show they feel like it. It's sure. like just You're because right. Roman's like not on Raw all the time doesn't mean like it, it makes it more special when he does show up. You know what I mean? Like so... I don't know. We'll see, man. Like, I I, I hope that's what it is. Uh, I, I don't want to see it. Now that I think about it, I know I talked about it would be cool to see the winged eagle and, winged eagle and big gold belt back again. I just want to see one champ be the undisputed, unified, super world universal champion and defend the title everywhere and really be the, 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 the biggest, baddest dude on the block, you know? And I like yeah, so it, and I love the and I'm a sucker for a two title visual, right? Like whenever you get hold up two titles at no, WrestleMania, but I, the, to me that's exactly works. okay. That's the problem to me because right. first of all, the visual of you know Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior both holding titles like and go and and going nose to nose, like that's cool too. That's just as cool to me. 
The problem when you have two co-equal titles on both shows, two women's titles, two men's titles, two tag titles, is that you're always, like, you're always fantasy booking champion versus champion. Somewhere in your head, at every pay-per-view, you're like, why don't the two guys who are the best fight, right? And that, and so it sort of sets it up for, like, inherent, like, just a subconscious disappointment that you're not getting this all the time. I don't know. Somebody, I saw some person on Twitter or Reddit or something had the great, the great fantasy booking hypothesis that they, since we know that we're going to get Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair as the main event on night one. What if they, was that right? No, no, sir. We're going to get, we're going to get Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey as the main event on night one. Both of them have just been announced for night one. It hasn't, they they haven't said which one's the main event yet. Sorry. So we're going to get both those matches on night one. Well, what if they just roll that straight into a champion versus champion match on night two? What if we unify all the titles on night two? That'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be, I mean, there's a, there's a theory over there. There's also the theory that you just turn night one into evolution on, 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 on not evolution. Is it evolution? The yeah. But pay-per-view? I- like, what if you just turn night one into... I don't think anybody's interested in comparing... Ticket sales. Ah, okay, okay. I see where you, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, I don't know. I, I, did, I <laughs> so so. Listen, there's a lot of good ideas with that one. I'm going to truck on to this next to the next stuff we know. Um, okay. Edge versus AJ Styles is firmly in the plans. Um, and Edge is certainly Sealed the heel after Monday shots. night. Oh man, sealed with a couple chair shots as well. Jesus. You know, there's Vicious a lot chair of shots. a lot of th- people do talk a lot of shit about you know. Got, well, the Big Show is the best example. People that just kind of flip flop back and forth between face and heel with no rhyme or reason. The coolest, best thing about Edge is that he can turn heel in the blink of an eye, and it makes sense. He makes it make sense, right? I mean, like I 100 percent buy that. Yeah. Um. So that's a compliment to Edge and the way his character has been built over the years. It's also like I'm. I don't mind just a quick heel turn to set up a big WrestleMania match. And I know I'm getting old because I just feel like I didn't feel like he was that much of a heel after that. Even with all the chair shots, even with well, all the well, it probably the- doesn't help. It doesn't help that AJ Styles has been a heel for the past like year or more, and he's just recently sort of like nominally sort of shifted <laughs> over to the babyface side. So I get that, but yeah, like and on top of that, Edge gave him a fair fucking warning before he like attacked them. He's like, hey. Whoever wants to step up, I, I got this. I'm, I'm going to cut this incredible promo sitting in a chair and how much WrestleMania means to me. So whoever wants it, it means more to me than anything that life in general, you know, like he told you how much this meant to him. And then when you answer the challenge, right, he goes, I don't want the dude that's been running around with Omos for the past couple of months. I want the bulldog. And then he goes, that's what you think of me? And then just gets the snot kicked out of him afterwards, you know? It's like he wants to bring out that bulldog. I don't even know if what he did would... And, and this is the brilliance of Edge. I, I'm, not, I'm not all the way convinced what he did makes him like a super-duper heel yet. I think what he did is him saying, I have to tap into this side of what you guys all know that I am to be able to compete at this level at WrestleMania. So, yeah. And that makes sense for his character. That's and what it I'm makes saying. sense for his character. Yes, exactly. Um, 
I had the honor and the privilege of being on the de- episode of WWE Untold about the Edge McFoley match, um, the WrestleMania moment match, and uh, that's you know where a lot of this comes from. You know, it's a, it's a, I just I love it, love Edge, love this match. The other big heel turn setting up a WrestleMania match we got last night was um, or Monday night, sorry, Damian Priest embracing the Jekyll. And then his internal Jekyll and going nuts on Finn Balor after Finn took the U.S. championship from him. First of all, I just want to say for the record that that's a U.S. championship belt is super weird looking. <laughs> but these two guys both wear it well. Don't well, you, think, you see those you abs? Think? I mean, it's hard to. I talk just think it works for both of them. But anyway, I'm excited. Uh. I like these two feuding. Finn, by the way, was another guy that was being teased as an edge opponent at WrestleMania. But this is, I think, a good spot for him. I think it's good. It's going to, I think, you know, I love Finn and excited to see what, excited to see, you know, I mean. It's, this good, is, to see, uh, it's good to see Finn in a, in, a, in a program that's starting to get some meaning, right? Like yeah. he's back in the title scene, um, even if it's the United States Championship. Well, you know, we've talked before about how they, he has WWE values him, even if it never seems like he it does. Of you know, course. I think I, I think I gave the example of the fact that like when you go to Five Below and there's they have like you know WWE action figures in four <laughs> packs or whatever. It's like there's always a Finn Balor and not just like it's like Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve or Undertaker, The Rock, and John <laughs> Cena, and then Finn Balor is like it's like they put him. He's he's at times has been in that tier, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this is another, you know not the biggest example in the world, but this is another example of, of, of them seeing the value of Finn walking into WrestleMania with a title around his waist. Like that's it, it you know, that's a good look for them. The we- weirdly, look. Did, did you also see the weird news that weird, the surprising news that the dude who we have said, I think approximately 800 times on this podcast, the easiest person to book into a big match at WrestleMania, Ricochet is now internally listed as the number two baby face on the SmackDown death chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. And, uh, it, it, you know, he got a big win over Sheamus, too. Uh, a clean win, which was pretty cool. Um, and it, it's good to see, especially after, like, he he mashed Rich Holland's face into the ground after that. That's usually one of those things that keep you sliding. But Now, maybe, hey, that, maybe that just shows ruthless aggression, you know? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe that was the the happenstance that needed uh that ricochet needed to kind of get on uh on on the good foot uh you say it all the time man he's such an easy guy to book because he said he has such a unique look and he has such a you know a a modern superhero type look and superhero type ability that like yeah. you know you could throw him in there with anybody you could throw him in there with a with a with a with a with a giant you could throw him in there with somebody who has a similar speed I almost think you could even throw him in there with like a celebrity and like be like his like tag team partner or something like that and really make that guy look good. Whoever speaking of WrestleMania, speaking of WrestleMania matches. Yes. Again, this is just a a theory as far as I know, but I, but, but somebody threw out an idea that I really, really liked, which is that instead of just doing Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville for like the, you know, Knoxville concussion classic 2022, but they could they could just put Sammy they could have Sammy Zayn defend the title in some sort of ladder match or some you know whatever and have Johnny Knoxville be one of the people in the match yeah because if you look around SmackDown there's a lot of there's a lot of people looking for a dance partner you know Ricochet is a good, good example of one 
and Sheamus would be one too and everything. So you Shinsuke, could just boobs, yeah, yeah. Guys. You could you could totally. By the way, there, I think that there, they said that the reason why Shinsuke wasn't listed above Ricochet on the depth chart is that he's considered a tag team with Boogs. So we'll see. But whatever. There's a lot of people who are out there looking for dance partners. They could definitely do something with that. That would be a lot of fun. And frankly. A much more functional and interesting way to use Johnny Knoxville. You know, I'd much rather have Johnny Knoxville come to the ring and have us be uh, have us saying, "Can't see, can't wait to see what the one big thing, one or two big things they have planned for him are," and not have to just worry about the ten minutes of bullshit in between. You know, like it's I'm sure they'll tell a good story, but I'd much rather see all these other dudes who I love doing cool ladder match gimmicks and have Knoxville just take a couple of big bumps, right? Yeah, and it's smart too. It's like especially if you, Ricochet being like the attraction he is just as far as like his athletic ability. Yeah. You pair him with a Johnny Knoxville in some way, shape or form. Like you're going to get a lot of eyeballs on those guys together, you know? So I think it's a smart play. The Mysterios versus the Miz and Logan Paul is set. The less, uh, the, the less about which is that is said, I don't even know. I can't even say the sentence now. The less we <laughs> say about that, the better. Um, We'll we'll do a full rundown of the event. So we're not trying to go through everything here, but of the stuff that sort of seems like it's about to, it might be about to happen. All right. This is where it gets kind of weird. Okay. Let's get weird. <laughs> Have you seen the, like, Kevin Nash? I mean, Kevin Nash, sorry. The Kevin Owens has been interacting with, like, like, uh, JBL and Booker T and stuff on Twitter. Like, the, like that. All these other Texans are taking offense. We're like Stone Cold Steve Austin's not. Is it possible that everyone just jumped to jump the gun insanely on this? And and the entire Kevin Owens gimmick is going to be that he just gets finishers from like eight Texas legends at WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's it. That's that's what it's seeming like to me. Right. Like, I feel like if you got Stone Cold Steve Austin coming for a return like match. That's something you start talking about, like ASAP to fill to to sell out uh, AT and T Stadium. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's starting. Well, to, way, it's starting to. It's starting to feel like the last time they were at AT and T Stadium, where it was yeah. Stone Cold, Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. New Day take a couple stunners and super kicks, and everyone goes home happy, right? Like, so I, I could I could see that, but I I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, at, we're recording this at about noon Eastern time. Uh, on Thursday, Vince is going to be on the Pat McAfee show in a couple of hours. And so, you know, there will be more to talk about maybe coming out of that one. Who knows if they're actually going to do this fabled Vince versus Pat McAfee match. I'm about to say, uh, technically, it's, it's streaming right now. Just started uh, at noon. The interview started? Yeah, the interview started, yes. I thought it was supposed to start at 2 Eastern. Okay, well, we'll see if anything happens while we're watching this. We'll We'll, we'll talk about it. But... I don't know if that match is a real thing. I don't know if it's something they've really talked about, but I think that the, what we can in, intuit from that whole thing, that whole rumor is that, well, they're still talking about stuff, right? I feel like if Stone Cold Steve Austin had was was a guarantee, we a lot of the other chips would be falling right now, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of the other, like we, I think a lot of other stuff would just be like, like okay, now we can we can make everything else final. Because we know we have this one, we know we have the one crazy thing we're looking for set, right? Yes. The fact that they're still talking about 76-year-old Vince coming out of retirement to fight an announcer, even if that's a big deal, leads me to believe that there's a lot of uncertainty around some of the other stuff. So who knows? There's still still a little time. I mean, you're running out of it, though. You got maybe like, what, four weeks, four episodes of Raw? If the whole point is to sell tickets, 
Now's the time to be selling tickets. Yeah, yeah. It's it's time to start getting me to promote, which, again, starts to make me think about the Cody stuff, starts to make me think about Stone Cold, all these things, you know? like. So if Cody's actually... If if Cody... If all this stuff is up in the air, and again, like Seth Rollins doesn't have... Seth Rollins, who I pitched as Cody's opponent, and who a lot of people have... But he doesn't have anything to do at WrestleMania either, unless we're going to keep the the amazing Rollins-Owens tag team as a unit for WrestleMania. But in which mm-hmm. case, why is Kevin Owens running his mouth about Texas in promos? Mm-hmm. But Seth Rollins doesn't have anything to do. So I don't know. I mean, there's just... So is that Cody Rhodes? And if Cody Rhodes is coming over, why have you not announced Cody Rhodes yet? Like, why is that? Why are you not making that into the biggest deal for WrestleMania? You can make yeah. it be kind of like a late last second surprise, I guess. There is no way at the, I mean, I find it hard to imagine. Or Rothermania. Well, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. In another year, you could hear that you could understand them saying, saving Cody for the Roth to WrestleMania because all the other plans are sort of finalized. They don't want to rock the boat and, and, you know, they need a big pop for Raw after WrestleMania. It kind of feels like they that they're, that they're looking to shoot their wad at WrestleMania this year, and <laughs> justifiably so, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not they're not trying to hold anything back. If they're still for the stupendous, marvelous, biggest uh, match of all time, sort of WrestleMania. When you're billing your main event like that, kind of easy to undersell everything else. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting to, I'm starting to think we all might have gotten a little bit too gassed <laughs> for these WrestleMania season rumors. We might have been, you know. I, I, I'm starting to think there's some, there's definitely some chicanery afoot. There's definitely some chicanery. Yeah, it's too bad. Do you think what they could do? Do you think they'll ever do like wrestling holograms, like the Tupac, Tupac hologram? <laughs> I would watch. I would one thousand percent watch a wrestling hologram match, though. If you like, could do what, like like Bruno San Martino versus you know The Rock at WrestleMania, I'd watch it. I think Bruno San Martino versus The Rock in like the metaverse. You know what I mean? Or like Eddie Guerrero <laughs> versus like Eddie Guerrero what? versus uh, Sasha Banks in an intergender metaverse hologram match i'm watching it yo <laughs> like i'm absolutely watching it especially when i know nobody could get hurt too we gotta do it we gotta pitch it i hope it's been pitched <laughs> they should just have an entire wrestling federation of wrestling mimics right people that like look and move exactly like the other wrestlers and then they can like deep fake their faces on <laughs> I guess they probably couldn't use the name and likeness or whatever, but you know they could deep fake like a face on and just be like, just pretend this is Eddie Guerrero. You could call him Boo Boo the Fool. You could call him Freddie Guerrero, and I'll still watch it just for the just for the human interest out of that. Like any any <laughs> oh sort. Oh my of, gosh, can we get Freddie Guerrero on the podcast, <laughs> Freddie Guerrero. Find just find a Freddie Guerrero, <laughs> and we're gonna we'll make him a star. Thank you, John. He said, we'll uh, do. We'll do. <laughs> so is that everything that's going to come into focus this week? Am I? Is there anything else for WrestleMania that we need to go over? I, I just think that, man, I'm excited to see what, I'm interested to see what happens with this Vince talk. Can't say that I'm like super stoked to see him in the ring. And by, oh, by the way, I tweeted this. Mm-hmm. If the whole point is to sell tickets, I'm not even joking. They just, they, they should book Vince McMahon versus Jerry Jones. They're in the Cowboy yeah. Stadium. <laughs> Let them do another battle of the billionaires. You know, let them each pick a super Allison Theory versus whatever Dallas Cowboys football player wants to come in and <laughs> take some bumps. 
Uh, right? I don't know, man. I don't how know. How are there no Jerry cowboys? How is Emmett Smith not in uh, on the car? Like, how is there? How how are we not? Or maybe not Emmett Ezekiel Smith, Elliott but, or somebody. Yeah. I don't know. We've I've lived I've lived enough to see some terrible stunners be taken by old people. Now I'm thinking I want to see any more. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see Jerry uh, Jones take you, a stunner. Well, maybe not Jerry, but it's weird. There's no cowboys on there because people would come out to see the cowboys wrestle and win. I don't right? think it's too late. I, I don't think it's too late. I think I think uh, we'll definitely have some folks uh, mingling in there. Like, well, the, I'm sure we'll have like a Dak Prescott like sighting. Like, I'm sure he'll be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll be like in some video, like in the in the Welcome to WrestleMania video, and like give like the speech or something. You know what I mean? Like, they got they got to they got to. I got a question for you guys. What's up, yeah. John? Just based off all the celebrity talk, like what is too many celebrity appearances at WrestleMania? Like wh- when do you feel like it's it's too gimmicky? Like I'm already at a point with just hearing two with Johnny Knoxville and um, whichever uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul. I don't, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm I'm already at a point where I'm like I it diminishes the product to me when you have too many celebrity matches, even though I get the point is to get eyes on it. But what do you guys think? Is there, well, I mean, there's going to be one a night if there's two, right? So it's just like a regular WrestleMania where there's usually one. And it's also celebrities can have different roles, right? I mean, you could have, you know, WrestleMania one had read the, had like 15 major celebrities. They were all like the timekeeper and singing the national anthem and dancing with the Rockettes. There is like, you can do a lot of different stuff. Um, and to have you know somebody take a bump or or to whatever is not that it is not like a worse version than that, but I agree you can't have too much. Well, there's also but also there's celebrities like Johnny Knoxville. I mean, who knows? Johnny Knoxville kind of earned it a little bit in the Rumble. I mean, he's he might be, and he's certertainly has a stuntman background. Yeah, Th- that might. I mean, I still bad, think bad, I still think Bad, bad Bunny, Bunny is, is well. Yeah, is if Bad Bunny somewhere. pops up, we're not going to be like no another celebrity. You'd be like, no, he's earned it, right? Yeah, yeah, and and Johnny Knoxville's been taking bumps out of the ring for the past twenty years. I think and, I don't think he 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 diminishes the product. I think if, um, also if Snooki came back, that would just be, that would be as big as Trish Stratus or something, right? It's just like the one of the legends of WrestleMania. <laughs> Stop, man! Stop. She was good. She was good. That's over. Uh, yeah, a, so a solid Sasuke special from Snooki. The Snooki special that the, the cartwheel backflip thing that she pulled off yeah it was really good I, nice. I, I just think i just think that there's a there's there's different ways you can use them and there are certainly some celebrities that have kind of earned their way out of the celebrity category too um but but yeah there there certainly could be too much i mean obviously there's a there's a there's a limit and it's not much higher than where we are right now but yeah. is pat mcafee a celebrity i guess not but is he does he deserve it i mean oh he's a celebrity no, I'm saying, does he take a celebrity slot? Yeah. Does he? Does he? Or is he? Does he? Is he like legit? I think he counts, man. I think he's uh, he's somebody who's earned it. You know, anybody who's seen him at NXT knows that he could, he could go. You know what I mean? And he could, he's a pro athlete. Like, let's not just because he was a punter. Let's not forget that the dude is, you know, of the one percent of of athletes on the world that have you know. Competed in the NFL, but then you got okay. So you got let's let's run it down. You got McAfee, you got Bad Bunny, you got Logan Paul, you got Knoxville. Um, anyone on the uh, does Ronda Rousey count? I mean, yeah. she sort of counts. Oh, right? Ask Kerm. This is his question. All right, like uh, you got you got I don't know. Does Dwayne count? I don't know if Dwayne counts. You know. Uh, it's it's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania has always been about the stars. WrestleMania yeah. one had like Liberace and Mr. T and like all these people. Like WrestleMania has always been about 
how many famous people can we show off and show the world? Look at all these celebrities that care about this crazy thing that we do. That has always been WrestleMania. Like, you will get, you know, the the wrestling-satisfied pay-per-views, I mean, for the diehards, Normally is it WrestleMania, you know, like normally it's like it's it serves almost like the season's finale on the year that was wrestling. Right. Like and it's usually a happy ending, sad ending, whatever the hell. But it's everything leading up to that. Whatever ends the show has always been about we need to get more eyes here. So I don't know. I don't know if it's too much. I think as long as the main events aren't tainted by celebrity involvement. Like, unless you're like a special referee and you're Mike Tyson or something like that. Like, as long to me, as long as the main events aren't tainted, I don't think you can get too much celebrity involvement in, in WrestleMania. You need as what many do you think would happen if they? What do you think would, they, would happen if they made like the main event, Ro- Roman versus Brock, a triple threat match and just put Johnny Knoxville or somebody <laughs> in there for fun? Would people just walk away in droves or was it... It would probably the sad thing is it would probably be okay. Honestly, there's a small part of me that wants to see Johnny Knoxville get tossed around by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, but I, I don't know. That's just me. And I'm I'm definitely different than a lot of folks. Uh but yeah, that would definitely drive off a ton of diehards. One thousand percent. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, we got to move because we got a whole pay-per-view to talk about here that's actually going to happen. So um, uh, AEW Revolution coming up on Sunday. It's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just do some picks. Start at the bottom of the card. Wardlow versus Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Orange Cassidy versus TBD in the face of the Revolution ladder match. A lot of meat. A lot of meat in that ladder. A lot ladder. of meat. There, I don't know if there's room for all these dudes in the ladder too, but I guess, <laughs> I guess they'll have to figure it out. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Powerhouse Hobbs on this one. Um, I... I, I now we look at the Keith Lees of the world, and I'm glad that his first match is a ladder match because it doesn't necessarily well, his first pay-per-view match is a ladder match because I, I don't know how the rankings work, but I do believe, you know, getting somebody like that and having him like lose his first profile high profile match mm-hmm. is okay if he's not getting pinned or submitted. If somebody just beats him to the top of the ladder, like I think we're all right there. Um, I think Ricky Starks has been, uh, you know, doing well as the FTW champ and being kind of like that chicken shit heel. So, I mean, he's always a choice. Um, I like, I kind of want to switch my pick. I said Powerhouse Hobbs, but like, I feel like the Wardlow build has been steady. That's where I am. 
And Wardlow, it's so like, Wardlow got slapped last night. I mean, he's he's by MJF, who you know said he would mm. let him keep the belt if he won. I mean, this mm. is the this is the storyline right now. Yeah, I think that you're right about Keith Lee. I could frankly see you know them if they they could they can set up a Keith Lee versus Team Taz feud within the context of this match, and all those dudes can write themselves out of the finish, right? Right. All right. Uh, and then yeah, you could just have Wardlow have. Wardlow do it, although the TBD in these is always a big deal, right? I mean, there's if there's if they pull out a surprise, it could be anybody, but, but I think Wardlow's got to be it. All right, next one is um, Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Sting, Darby, and Sammy. I think didn't they just announce that they're doing Andrade, Darby, and Sammy triple threat for the for the TNT title uh, next week on Dynamite? Mm-hmm. I think they just said that. So. This is a little bit of a table setter for that, even though the table is kind of already set. Um, Andrade interrupted that Darby Sammy match, that fantastic Darby Sammy, Sammy match, um, sort of interjecting himself into their beef. Uh, so, you know, my guess is, in so much as this is sort of not a not a throwaway, but this is not the end of this, you know, of whatever of this concern. My pick would be they'll just the baby faces a win so that Sting can celebrate at the end of the match. For, yeah, in front man, of the crowd. Sting don't lose. Sting don't lose, especially in the tag team match. I go with Team Face Paint. There's face something pa- deeply, Spanish face paint for this. There's something deeply, <laughs> deeply weird though about seeing Sting in those publicity stills or in those photos from last night helping CM Punk, oh, bloody CM Punk, to you know back to the backstage area. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about about Sting. Just the tried and true buddy. You know, I like <laughs> if there's anything we know about Sting is that he's entirely too trusting and trusts everyone and is everyone's friend, even though he's a dark brooding, you it's know, true. guy who lives in the rafters. He's a good he's guy to have on your side. Hella um, friendly. Hella friendly. Even if you let's just talk about that. We'll go out of order. But MJF versus CM Punk, CM Punk, MJF cut CM Punk's own promo from Ring of Honor on him last night after they had a bloody and tied up. This feels like. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. But from just general wrestling logic, CM Punk got beat down on the Go Home Show. Seems like he should get his get the win back, right? Those are the rules, Dave. You can't go home with your ass beat. Then why would anybody come back to see you get your ass beat again? Uh, it is a, a chain, a, a dog collar match. So you know uh, there is. There's always room for chicanery and any match that you can win without necessarily having to pin someone, uh, you could always kind of toss it up. But I do believe Punk gets his get back match here as well. He's been like getting it handed to him for the past couple of weeks. And big ups to CM Punk because I think one of their big issues that I had with his comeback and even, you know, Paul Heyman had with his return is... What are we here for? Like, are, are are we still gonna care now that you know the novelty's worn off? And I think after MJF's incredible promo last week, after what he just did uh, last night uh, with the dog collar and and the bloody mess that mm-hmm. he left Punk in, now Punk is in something that we can really see him sink his teeth into. Um, so that's why, even though all conventional wisdom says Punk probably gets his get back win. I think what's more important here is giving, keeping Punk busy and give, keeping Punk something that is like, you know, engaging for the next uh, couple of months while they work around that world title picture. 
So my official pick, I'm thinking MJF with some more chicanery. He beat CM Punk in the dog collar match. Oh, man. I am so torn on this. Um, My gut is that, yeah, that CM Punk gets his win back because of that. Also because you could totally see, you know, you could totally see MJF thinking if you, if you just had this whole feud the way it's gone scripted out and it ends with him losing a hard-fought bloody dog collar match to CM Punk, like that's something you would definitely sign on for, right? It would, it would be one thing if Roddy Piper had lost the dog collar match against Greg Valentine because then you could say like, well, both these guys are Piper fans and he was able to go for, you know, he, he made the loss part of his thing. But Piper won, so I don't really know if you can take anything from that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to pick Punk because it's easy, but but I'm not. I mean, I, I could definitely see a version of this where MJF wins and Punk has to regroup. I just don't know what... I don't know. I feel like if MJF wins, then Punk has to try to get the win back at that again. And I don't know where you go after a dog collar match. But we'll see. You could also do some of the Wardlow chicanery you, either in either direction. Wardlow could help MJF win again or... As the story, as in storyline terms, seems more likely Wardlow could help his boss. I mean, so it could could to turn on his boss and and cost him the match. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This will be. This is going to be one of the big. This is going to be the, the match of the night, probably. So I mean, I, I just agree. can't. It's the I, match what, I'm looking forward to. Just, most, I'm going to make. I'm going to make this an official. I'm not picking it. I'm just going to watch it. Is it. Can we do that? We can do that. Let's it's, do it, that. We, I this think is we're still show. allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie I'm Kingston gonna, needs a win, bro. Eddie Kingston, well, Eddie Kingston needs a win. The counterpoint to that would be Eddie Kingston doesn't need any wins. He's still Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Um, nah, man, he's starting to slowly turn into like the uh, goddamn. He's starting to turn into like the the Bray Wyatt of of <laughs> of AEW. Incredible promo. How Gets crazy is it really that Bray Wyatt's him? not the Bray Wyatt of AEW? Like, where, where the hell is Where the hell Wyndham? is Bray Wyatt, now that we <laughs> think about it? But no, nah, I think Eddie Kingston needs a win, man. Like, I, I, there's so many times I could, people can still have you coming back and, and talking your way back into getting your heat back after losing big matches. That Eddie Kingston needs a big win match. And more importantly, Chris Jericho doesn't need this win, you know? So I, I got Eddie Kingston in this one. Chris Jericho's got... Some pretty well-defined abs showing for a guy who's going to lose a match, Kaz. Uh -oh. I'm going to go with Chris Jericho on this one. Um, let's keep rolling through. Uh, Jade Cargo versus Ted Conti um, for the TBS Championship. I think Jade hangs on to this. Conti's a wrestler with... I mean, she's got she's great and has just seemingly unlimited potential, but this just feels like this is going to be Jade's for a while. She's um, walking into a buzzsaw. I got Jade, 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 Jade in the dub. Um. All right, three way match for the AEW Tag Team Championships: Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. Um, man, I'm so I'm 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 of multiple different feelings on this. Jurassic Express has not really done anything since you gave him the belt, and you would think that Tony Khan has a plan. So, like, why would they take it away so quickly? But maybe he just didn't get the reaction he wanted. And I could definitely see an undisputed. What are we calling them now? The undisputed. Undisputed. The undisputed. The undisputed original. express. 
<laughs> the Undisputed the Express, all three holding the, the titles. Undisputed the Undisputed Outsiders. Night. Yes. Um, I don't, and the Bucks, the Bucks Red Dragon tension is going to be real. I think that the safe bet is that Jurassic Express retains due to Red Dragon and Young Bucks tension. But I don't know why I'm just going to, I'm picking Red Dragon. I think they're going to win. I don't know why. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? I think uh, there's nothing more that AEW loves than having NXT guys lose to AEW originals. <laughs> so um, with the Bucks not necessarily needing the titles back anytime soon, um, could totally see Red Dragon being used as a great statement win for the Lucha, Expre Lucha Express, for Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. So I'm going with those guys to retain the AEW Tag Team Championships. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, da, 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 da. Oh, John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Singles match for the future of their relationship. Um, Draw. <laughs> Draw. Bam. <laughs> but anything Brian Danielson, Danielson but, loves. But Danielson has to win. Does Danielson have to win to get Moxley's respect? No, or they just have to bleed together. Uh, Moxley's own words. I can't fight with nobody unless I bleed with them. So I think... How dope would it be if they just bleed with each other and then they just kind of shake hands in the middle and just walk off and double count out at Dude, the end of the match? Between this match and the dog collar match and the fact that Adam Cole gets crazily bloodied in about half of his title defenses, this could be a very bloody show. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go draw. We're getting away with a lot of great non-picks on this one. It's fantastic stuff. Um, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. This is I'm Thunder Rosa all the way here. This feels like the time. Obviously, it doesn't have to be the time, but this feels like a great time to have, you know, to really give Thunder Rosa that spot. We've been predicting this for a long time. What do you think? Can I say something that I don't think I'm allowed to say? What? And I've thought this for a long time, but it has I've been afraid to say this out loud uh -oh. for fear of uh -oh. of retribution, I guess. Retribution, the, the stable? Not the stable. <laughs> For fear of, I guess, how people react. I never got the Britt Baker hype, bro. I well, never wait, got it. Dude, wait till next week to say that. Wait until she loses. I never got it. I still don't get it. Like, I, I, she's good, but, like, I just, she was just always just all right to me. You know what I mean? Like, well, just she's come a right long way. Me. I mean, when she I'm started sure out. She, she, She's definitely come a long way, and I definitely do think she's been a she's had a benefit of a roster that hasn't necessarily been fully fleshed out yet. So I think with all the options given, I think she's a perfect heel champion for them. However, in the grand scheme of like, oh gosh, I don't, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash her because it's gonna sound like bashing. And I'm I not. don't mind that. But, <laughs> I don't mind the argument. I I wouldn't go that far. But the, her gimmick works as a as a you know top heel with or without the title. So yes, I, I, yes. and I think it would be interesting to see what you know someone else, particularly someone with the it factor of Thunder Rosa, looks like with a title around her waist. You know, and just see what they could do with that. So I'm gonna pick Thunder Rosa on this one. Um, 
John, if we can make sure to have some have a have a Twitter video of Kaz just shit talking Britt Baker, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know what, no, Kerm? Do that shit. <laughs> don't really do that. Uh, because we wouldn't want uh, her significant other, Adam Cole, mad at us. Because uh, he's in the title match. Out of nowhere! Hangman Page, Adam Cole, AEW World Championship match. I like this pairing. I am very, I'm actually expecting this to be a just sick match. Like not in terms of blood, just in terms of it's going to be really fucking good. Probably not bloody at all. If you want to, if you want really real prediction on that front. But I got to say, as much as we can shit talk WWE for piping in crowd noise, that closing segment with the Adam Cole with the undisputed express, <laughs> the, undisputed, <laughs> the undisputed experience uh, taping Adam Cole to the ring could have used some piped in booze that did not get it did not seem to get a very big reaction from the crowd yeah i don't think the crowd wants adam page to be champ or do they not want adam cole to be opposing him i don't think i I don't know i think people like people fucking love adam cole man like he'll face it doesn't matter like nobody they weren't they didn't sound like it when he was posing at the end of the show last night i don't know i would go i i would go with I do think that there's a real chance we have all the undisputed experience um, holding titles at the end of the that's night. A, that's a hell of a story to tell, man. But I also think that after the reaction they just got, that if there's anything that's going to give you pause, it would be that. Now, maybe we just didn't hear it. That happens sometimes in certain arenas that you're just not hearing the real crowd reaction. But if you just look at the video, it looked like everybody was just sort of Sitting having side conversations in the crowd while that Getting ready for Rampage. <laughs> anyway, what the hell? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Cole in the Battle of the Atoms. It doesn't feel right, but I don't know why. I just feel. I just feel a little. I feel like there's some. I don't know. I feel. I have a weird feeling about it. I feel like there's a there's a perfect opportunity to kind of tell the story of how Adam Page became champion when Page finally put Kenny Omega away. He almost had like the blessing from the Young Bucks to do it, and I think right now the Young Bucks are probably be in another position to. Huh. give Paige the blessing and probably not give it to him, you know? So uh, I think Adam Cole becomes a new AEW world champion. I think he wins it. Well, it's certainly opening things up for, you know, a bunch of new mashups and stuff, and that would be interesting too. All right, well, I didn't expect us to both pick Adam Cole. I frankly didn't expect <laughs> myself to pick him when we started this podcast, but whatever, I'm happy with where we are. We got to roll out of here. We've been doing this forever. Yes. Um, and I have to go have a meeting about ringer podcast the ringer wrestling shows wrestlemania swag so oh, big nice. teaser there nice um, so uh there will be some sort of ringer wrestling show green room after the thing on uh, after the show on sunday so check out green room uh and then after that of course mac mania will be the back on tuesday cheap heat wednesday we'll be back here on thursday and we'll be talking about uh revolution and and whatever else is of note that week who knows maybe there'll be a ring of honor invasion at the show until then, Kaz, you want to get your uh, plugs in? Yeah, man. Get your Wally Mania tickets. Uh, Mass Man Show Live will be there, as well as many, many, many folks in the world of hip-hop and wrestling. I can't stress that enough. If you've been to Wally Mania in the past, you should know what to expect. So House of Blues, Dallas, Thursday, March 31st. Doors open at 7. Uh, 
please get your tickets and sell that thing out. Catch me on MSGPM with Monica McNutt, uh, Michelle Jingris as well. Say less with Kaz Key and Rosie. Everywhere you stream platform, pa- podcast, sorry, but especially on YouTube.com slash Kazim. And that's it. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Oh, we are so close to announcing our next thing. It's so exciting. Uh, stick around here to check it out. Um, watch this space, I guess is what I usually say. Listen to all the other shows on here. I promise. It's well worth your while. But until next week, thanks as always to our baby face producer, John Kerma. And we love you, John Moxley. Hope you, I hope you get through Sunday, okay? We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.